0: Pastor Xavier Reese, recognizing future events from Old Testament simple truths.
1: The first thing that we learn from Haman is that he is a type of the Antichrist. He appears suddenly on the scene. Revelation chapter 6, verse 1 tells us that after the church of Jesus Christ is taken out of the world, what is known as the rapture of the church, the Antichrist will appear at the beginning of the tribulation period. Out of nowhere, he appears. Out of nowhere, here, Haman appears. Welcome to Simple
0: Truths, the daily half-hour study of God's Word with Xavier Reese, Senior Pastor of Calvary Chapel of Pasadena, California. Continuing a study series of the Old Testament Book of Esther, in which it's already been noted that despite God not being mentioned by name, the presence of His providence is undeniable. But today, Pastor Xavier examines the evidence of another significant presence, foreshadowed in the person described by Esther herself as the adversary and enemy, the vile Haman. And so it's in today's message aptly titled, Haman, Enemy of the Jews, in which we discover the simple truths of a type of the Antichrist himself. Let's listen.
1: The scriptures tell us that all scripture is given by inspiration of God. In other words, it's God-breathed. And it's profitable for doctrine, which means teaching. For reproof, which is to tell us that we're wrong, when we're wrong. For correction, to point us the right way, to give us the truth. For instruction in righteousness, training, or discipline. Why? For what purpose? That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly furnished unto every good work. But the scriptures also teach us that all the things that happened to Israel were written and recorded for our admonition or our benefit on whom the ends of the ages have come. There is always a danger of us studying the Old Testament in such a way that it is always a story to criticize And an opportunity to say, what a bunch of yo-yos. But the Old Testament is a reflection of the mistakes that we can make if we don't learn from them. And so we need to ask those personal questions and look upon it as a mirror. Lest we come to the very same place and fall into the very same sins that the people of God did In the Old Testament times. We want to look to the book of Esther. And center on the person of Haman. And see what we can learn from him. Now in our last two studies. We've looked at different messages in the book of Esther. So we have a pretty good handle on the entire book by now. So that we can go through the book. And we will have a complete view. And we want to take this man Haman. And study him and learn from him for today's application, for today's picture, for today's message for the church. The first thing that we learn from Haman is that he is a type of the Antichrist. Who is the Antichrist? John the Beloved says this, Little children, it is the last hour, and as you have heard, the Antichrist is coming. Even now many Antichrists have come, by which we know that it is the last hour. He wrote this over 1950 years ago. He says some crucial things there. First of all, that he was writing in the last times. The last times is the period of time which is known as the Age of Grace, the Church period, from the time of Christ to the time when Christ returns for His bride. Second of all, he says that there have been many Antichrists, and he even goes on later on to say that there, the spirit of Antichrist is active in the world. But he says that even though there have been many Antichrists and types, and the spirit of Antichrist is active, that there is still a future time when a literal Antichrist will arrive, the Antichrist which the scriptures speak about. The Antichrist is a man who will appear upon the world scene, who will control the world. It is very possible, in fact, it is the heart desire of many world leaders. There have been many types of Antichrist in the past. One, is Antiochus Epiphany during the 400 years of silence who arose out of one of the generals, the portion of the kingdom that was broken up of Alexander the Great. And he was a type of the Antichrist. And he attempted to destroy the Jewish nation. Hitler is another type of Antichrist. He equally tried to destroy the Jewish nation. And there have been others who are types of Antichrist. But let me give you certain facts which will verify that he is a type of the Antichrist. First of all, in chapter 3, verse 1 of Esther, he appears suddenly on the scene. For two chapters, we don't get any record of him. All of a sudden, in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, After these things, King Ahasuerus promoted Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, and advanced him and set his seat above all the princes who were with him. He appears suddenly on the scene, out of nowhere. Revelation chapter 6 verse 1 tells us that after the church of Jesus Christ is taken out of the world, what is known as the rapture of the church, the Antichrist will appear at the beginning of the tribulation period, the last seven years in world history as we know it. And he appears on a white horse. Out of nowhere, he appears. Out of nowhere, here, Haman appears. Suddenly on the scene. But secondly, he is anti Semitic. Anti Semitic means he hated the Jews. Now, before I go on and show you this, let me first say, by way of footnote, that there should never be any Christian who is anti Semitic. It is inconsistent with Scripture. For our Messiah is Jewish. The first century church was all Jewish at the start. The scriptures were given to us by the Jews. And it's incompatible for a Christian, they hate Jews. God says that blindness has happened to Israel in part until the fullness of the Gentile has come in. Equally, I have to say that that does not mean that we as Christians agree on everything or with everything that the nation of Israel does today for we know that the nation of Israel is living apart from God yet God still calls her his people now i don't know about you but i have enough common sense to know that i want to be on the winning side and genesis 12:1 and 2 says god speaking to abraham those that bless you i will bless them those that curse you i will curse them The very first thing that Jesus Christ will do when He comes back to the earth and set up the kingdom, prior to that, in Matthew 25, He will judge the nations. The basis of that judgment is what they did in regards to Israel. Whether they blessed her or they cursed her. I think that it is of most vital importance that we pray for our nation as to her actions and to her stance against the nation of Israel in these last days. Days And so he is anti-Semitic. In chapter 3 verse 6, he says, But he, speaking of Haman, disdained to lay hands on Mordecai alone, for they had told him of the people of Mordecai. Instead, Haman sought to destroy all the Jews who were throughout the whole kingdom of Ahasuerus, the people of Mordecai. Down in verse 10, so the king took the signet ring in his hand and gave it to Haman and the son of Hamatha the Agagite, the enemy of the Jews. Haman was anti-Semitic. It wasn't enough to just wipe out Mordecai. He wanted to vent his anger and his rage and wipe out and destroy the entire nation of Israel. Isn't it interesting that so many people have wanted to destroy the Jews in Israel throughout history? Go back to the law in Deuteronomy. God said, Israel, listen to me and listen to me well. If you ever leave me, if you ever forsake me, I will fight against you. I will send plagues. I will send the sword. I will cast you into the furnace of fire. And the persecution that you see throughout the world history in relationship to the Jew is actual fulfillment of God's promise to Israel for leaving him. But nevertheless, Haman is anti-Semitic. He wants to destroy the Jewish nation. In Revelation chapter 12 verse 13, the Antichrist will persecute the woman, Israel. Now, be careful that you do not put the church in the book of Revelation after chapter 5. Those who attempt to do so want to identify the church as the woman. But let me caution you. The woman in the book of Revelation is pregnant. The church is a virgin bride. The woman who is pregnant gives birth to a man-child. The man-child is identified as Jesus Christ, the Messiah, who is caught up to heaven. Nowhere in the book of Revelation is the church found after chapter 5 until you see her returning with Jesus in chapter 19. The church will be removed from the earth prior to the seven-year tribulation. Paul says, Comfort one another with these words in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. God has not appointed us to wrath, but to salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ. 1 Thessalonians 5.8, Romans 5.8. I do not plan to be here. I hope you don't either. Jesus said it would be better to die than to live in those days unless those days would be shortened, no flesh would survive. Revelation 13:7 says that the Antichrist will make war against the saints, both Jew and Gentile. but whenever you come across the word Saints after chapter five, it is never referring to the church. it's always referring to those Jews and those Gentiles that come to know Christ during the tribulation and great tribulation. Tribulation, the first three and a half years. Great tribulation, the last three and a half years, known as Jacob's trouble, Israel. The tribulation and great tribulation is primarily for Israel to prepare her for her Messiah, which they have rejected in the past. Not for the church who has embraced her Messiah in the present. Daniel chapter 8 verse 24 tells us the Antichrist will destroy the holy people. The holy people through the book of Daniel always refers to Israel, never the church. You must keep it in its context. Zechariah 13.8 tells us that the Antichrist will destroy two of three Jews. Now this is most illuminating to me in view of this. That Israel has an interesting philosophy today. They have the Samson philosophy. Every male and female who goes into the armed forces of Israel, after their boot camp, on their graduation, they go up to Masada, down by the Dead Sea, Herod's summer palace. And there they have their ceremony of graduation, and they say this, No more Masada. Masada was the last hold of the Jews after Titus destroyed the temple. And a bunch of Jews held out in Masada for about three years. And in their attempt to be victorious over Rome, and their last efforts to do so, and they knew they would not be able to hold out, they committed mass suicide. So when the generals came in, they found them all dead. This is their philosophy up in Masada. Every day there's a graduation. No more Masada. We have the Samson Complex. We will take the whole world with us. Remember Samson? He brought down the temple of Dagon and wiped out all the Philistines. Now what is most interesting to me is that this is Israel's philosophy. And I believe they believe it. And I believe they will do their best to keep it. But the scriptures tell me that the Jews will once again flee for their lives out of Israel. And two of three Jews will die at the hand of the Antichrist. Now, I believe the Word of God. It will happen. Fourthly, he fits the numerical equivalence of 666. In chapter 7 of Esther, verse 6, the value of the Hebrew title, the Hebrew letters are used for numbers, the Greek letters, the Hebrew equivalence of the title Haman the Wicked in the Hebrew is 666. How interesting. Revelation 13, 18 says that the number of the beast, the man of sin, the Antichrist, will be 666. So we see that Haman fits the numerical equivalence of 666. Fourthly, he arises from out of ten sons. This has to be more than coincidence. Look at chapter 9. Verse 13. This is now after Haman has been destroyed. Esther's request to the king says this. If it pleases the king, let it be granted to the Jews who are in Shushan to do again tomorrow. According to the day's decree. They had just got, had a decree to do, to defend themselves against Haman's decree. And to wipe out those who would attack them. Esther is pleading for a second day to defend themselves. And let Haman's ten sons. What a coincidence he had ten sons. Be hanged on the gallows. Daniel 9.41 tells us, as we are given a picture of Nebuchadnezzar's vision of the image, the head of gold, the arms and shoulders of silver, the belly of brass, the legs of iron, and the ten toes of iron and clay, the last empire to be on the face of the earth. That it would be ten toes. Interesting, it says, that the Antichrist would come out of those ten toes. Those ten nations. Interesting that Haman had ten sons, which he comes out of. Revelation 17, verse 12 through 13 says, The kings, these ten kings give their authority and power to the beast, being of one mind. In the early 70s. The head speaker of NATO, Henry Spack, said this, and I am quoting, We need one man to get us up out of this economic morass which we have sunk to. Whether he be from God or whether he be from the devil, we will receive him. End of quote. Interesting. The Bible says he will be from Satan. There is what is known as the common market. Europe community. Their whole purpose is to make a one world economic trade. Their whole goal is a one world system. One world bank. One world food reserve. We're headed in that direction. We're soon going to be coming to a cashless society. It has been stepped up in various aspects. Some of you can pay your bills through the telephone just by a number. We have the ability, whether it be through laser beam, tattoo, or whether it be through a microchip to be inserted, that you can throw your license, the driver's license away, credit cards, everything else. I mean, let's, let's look at it. It makes sense. And I will do everything. I will accept any number, any account, any system until they say right hand or forehead. But let me give you good news. I don't plan to be here when they say right hand or forehead. <laughs> but if you are, I hope you don't take it. Because if you take it, there's no repentance. You're lost. You've sold your soul out. He's not only a type of the Antichrist, but he has similar characteristics as the Antichrist. First, he is proud. In chapter 3, verse 5 of Esther. When Haman saw that Mordecai did not bow or pay him homage, Haman was filled with wrath. He is a proud man. He wants men to bow to him. He can't stand for anybody to defy his authority. In chapter 6 of Esther, verse 6, Haman enters the court of the king to request the life of Mordecai that he may hang him on the gallows he has built. And as he enters in, the king has just received news by the chronicles of war and of the records that Mordecai informed about an assassination attempt on his life and the men were convicted and executed and he was never rewarded. He couldn't sleep that night. I wonder who made him not sleepy. I wonder who it was that made that man pick out that certain volume, that certain scroll. To read that particular event. God is always behind the scenes. And Haman came in, in verse 6, And the king asked him, What shall be done for the man whom the king delights to honor? The king had Mordecai in mind all along. But listen to the heart and mind of Haman, the proud man. Now Haman thought in his heart, whom would the king delight to honor more than me? Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. Revelation 13:15 through 18 tells us that the antichrist will cause all to worship the image of himself and cause all to receive a mark, and without that mark, they will not be able to buy, sell, or exist in this world system. So if you don't know Jesus Christ, I want you to understand what I'm saying. Your future is very dark if you don't know Jesus Christ. But thank God that there's hope for you to come through Christ. And the Spirit of God will do all He can to make Himself known to you. If you're willing to be open. 2 Thessalonians 2.4 tells us that the Antichrist will exalt Himself above all that is called God. Or that is worshipped. So that he sits as God in the temple of God. He will enter the new temple built in Jerusalem. And he will declare to be God and demand worship as God. Pride. But not only is he proud. But he's deceptive. He's deceptive. Look at chapter 3, verse 8 and 9. Then Haman said to the king Ahasuerus, There is a certain people scattered and dispersed among the people in all the provinces of your kingdom. Their laws are different from all of other people, and they do not keep the king's laws. Therefore, it is not fitting for the king to let them remain. If it pleases the king, let a decree be written, for they be destroyed. And I will pay ten thousand talents of silver into the hands of those who do the work to bring it into the king's treasures. Haman was not telling the truth to the king and made it appear as if he was concerned with the king's benefit being a faithful servant. He's out to avenge himself, Haman, and to enrich himself through his plot against the Jews. He doesn't tell that to the king. His motives are ulterior. They are not true. He is allowing the king to believe that he's doing this out of service when in fact he's doing this out of vengeance for himself. He is allowing in verse 9 the king to believe that he himself is going to give 10,000 talents of silver out of his own pocket when in fact he knows that there are millions of Jews in the Persian kingdom so wealthy that as he destroys them he will take over their possessions and that amount would be nothing in comparison to what he will take for himself. He is presumptuous in his power. When Esther points him out as the adversary, the king Ahasuerus answered and said to Queen Esther, Who is he? And where is he? And who would dare presume in his heart to do such things? By the words of the king, he is a presumptuous man regarding his power. And so we see that Haman has similar characteristics as the Antichrist.
0: Pastor Xavier Rees, applying future simple truths of the book of Revelation to evidence of an Old Testament type of the Antichrist, woven throughout the book of Esther. And you can hear this message again anytime online by simply selecting today's date at the radio listings link you'll find at calvarychapelpasadena.com. Now there's much more to come of this study right here next time as well. But if you won't be able to join us, you can always pick up a copy for your own continued study. The title to ask for is Haman, Enemy of the Jews. And it's available on CD for only $4. And this would be a great tool you can pass along to someone in your church or Bible study. Once again, the title to ask for is Haman, Enemy of the Jews. Or simply mention today's date. You can request your copy by writing 91107. And thanks for telling us the call letters of this station and all your correspondence. This is one way we have of checking on the impact of this outreach in your area. Next time, Pastor Xavier Reese reveals the limitations of the enemy on the divine purposes of God. You won't want to miss the coming simple truths.